Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. I'll, I'll bring it in. Welcome back to the Paddle and Thin Podcast Network. We're brought to you by Yak Gadget. For all your kayak fishing accessory needs, go to yakgadget.com. Pelican cases, coolers, and lighting. Go to pelican.com. The 153 Bait Company. For all your hard and soft bait needs, go to the 153anglers.com. Now let's get this show started. I miss our metalcore, progressive metal intro music. <laughs> yeah, me too, man. Do you see what I was doing in the mic? Yeah, you were screaming. We I was like, yeah! <laughs> <gasps> oh, welcome back to the final cast with Brad Hicks and Josh. Eldridge. What's up? What's up? What's up, dude? Not much. Brad and I have no idea what we're talking about, so we're going to wing it tonight. Uh, so let's do random thoughts and expressions. Well, we had a guest plan, but they backed out. Um, yeah, it happens. I yeah. Mean, so. Tis a season, man, for people to be sick. I'm dealing with it. Uh, you were feeling kind of rough for a little a couple weeks ago. My kids are trading it back and forth. Uh, one of my best friends at work, he's really sick. He says his whole family's sick. He sounded awful today, dude. I, I made fun of him. They have the Rona? No, he he actually caught Corona a couple of months back. Um, it was kind of crazy. Like four or five people in our or five people in this one area in our uh, at work, kind of like the office area, caught it, and three of those people were vaccinated. That's crazy. Yeah. So yeah, I, I know you could still get it, but and you could still pass it. That's yeah, it's really funny. And now they're yeah, not supposed to, to make... be as bad. I don't know though. Yeah, it's but it's not slowing the spread. I don't yeah. think it is. Yeah. But um, 
Anyways, let's not talk about uh, the virus. More political stuff. Oh, um, come on, man. Uh, I'm not. I'm a big poli- politician guru. No, you're not. <laughs> you just like to stir shit up. <laughs> I know. Even if I agree with you, I'll say the complete opposite just to make yep. you mad. <laughs> That's you. Just to make somebody mad. Um, but let's talk about some kayak fishing stuff. And we kind of went briefly into some stuff last, uh, last, you know, one of our last episodes was our last one with Jimmy. I think so. Uh, that was like two weeks ago. Last week we did the cold water year. Did we? Yeah. You're or right. Something like that. Something oh, it was the one before it doesn't matter, but let's talk about, uh, your plans for next year. What, like what, what kayak you th- want to get into next year, Brian? Well, I'm going to have the inflatable, of course, for the river. Um, and then hopefully I'm still going to get a demo uh, P127. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I need something for the lakes. I can't, you know, I can't use that inflatable on the lake. <laughs> It'll no, blow, I mean, blow me around like dude, crazy. I mean, even a, at, at this point, after, after spending time in, you know, pedal drives, there's no going back for me for lakes. I've got yeah, to get another same. one. Um, it's just, it's so much easier, man. Um, to be honest with you, I really like paddling in rivers. So like I do too. being motorized or having pedal drives, isn't that important to me. And I think that's just because I've done it for so long. Now, I mean, that was the way we started, you know, mm-hmm. and it's been what six or six years of doing it, seven years of doing it. And I still love it. So, and I, and then I've gotten used to it, how to swing into eddies and, mm-hmm. you know, how to kind of hold myself in a position to fish. Um, so that's not really that big of a deal, but I really need to get one for lake fishing. I just, it, it helps you cover water. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not as hard on your body, you know, like strenuous wise, you, you, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it can be, you know, you can make it definitely into an exercise in a way, but I don't know. Mike uh, Grimsley's like, you know, just he's like, just put a motor on the Kilroy. And I've thought about that, but Mm -hmm. I don't know, man. It's, uh, I'd be excited. Yeah. I I don't know which, which way to go with it. So, but I'm excited to see that P127. It'll be kind of cool to see see it in person you know mm-hmm. so i don't even know if they're shipping yet or not they said october but i haven't seen anybody post a picture or anything yet yeah i don't know what's going on i know they've made some because bonafide posted you yeah. know who knows it. man who knows it's, it's probably going to be like backed up like everything else is it's kind of stupid to even release something right now you know yeah I'm really excited. Um, I really want to get in and try out some of the old town stuff, dude. I'm a really big fan of that autopilot. Um, mm-hmm. I got to try out uh, JP's when we were at yeah. Del and uh, I really liked it. And I think we stopped by, me and Mike stopped by Strictly Sale. Um, he had to get some parts or something before we went fishing last year. And I got to see that. Uh, autopilot 136 man and that thing is sweet man i really like it and that to be honest i, I want to try out old town pedal drives i've heard nothing but good things 
and never gotten a chance to pedal one yet and yeah. i'd like to try it out you know i tried out uh um ben myers i tried out his uh sportsman i don't know what length it was but thing was sweet man yeah he's got an autopilot too right yeah the autopilot yeah it's pretty cool i want to get in a pedal drive though and try it out that's like yeah dan seems to love his dan perry I've, does yeah i've heard the uh hobie and old town i've always heard that they're like the top pedal drives on the market yeah so i don't know i've never tried a pe- the actual pedal drive but i used to have an old town and i loved that boat yeah it was a, it was a fun boat and those are the glory days <laughs> heck yeah that was like my first high-end kayak yeah old town uh predator predator mx that thing was great in the river but uh um i i had got i went i went up north and fished with uh chris yalk last week week and a half ago something like that mm-hmm. and he brought his uh, hobie pa and his outback and i fish out of the outback for like six hours yeah and you know like usually i get like pissed off and frustrated because the wind i that thing was nice it was like just you know keeping pointed the way i wanted to and yeah, that's the benefit. I mean, it's got to be a pretty strong wind to kind of get you frustrated in the pedal drive. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I guess if you're fishing and you realize like your presentation and everything is kind of backwards, that might be frustrating because you can't really do anything at that point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even if you're trying to pedal, like there was a time where me and Mike were up north too and we were fishing over that uh, that point and it was like, the way I was lined up was perfect. I wasn't getting blown around. I was into, I had the wind coming at me. So it was just a couple, you know, a couple of pumps on the pedals and I was good. A little bit of adjustment here and there, but overall, like it wasn't too bad. Mike was mm-hmm. the, on the other side and he was having a hell of a time because we think they were set up the other way. Cause the, with like, you know how it's kind of the same concept of, fishing any points the wind blowing a certain direction and the fish were set up on on my side so i would cast over that point Mm. and let the bait come across it and drop down and he was fishing the other way so the wind was messing with him was pushing him into the point and you know nothing really was working the way it should be so he was super frustrated that point is actually still exposed no, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. We it's talked crazy. To, um, Mike was up there and was saying it's it's way out of the water, so it's kind of crazy. Yeah, it's like but, twelve feet low right now. But yeah. Um, so, sorry about that. I think the kids were trying to call back. Um, no. Let's see what else. So you, I know you're super excited about seeing that new bending branches paddle. What what what's oh, the color called man. again? Copperwood, that thing is freaking sweet copper wood. Looking. Yeah, yeah, and it's not a new paddle, right? It's just a color scheme for the Angler Pro. Yeah, it's just the Angler Pro with a new uh, uh, design. The new design. Yep, I'll pull it up real quick. Cause this thing is freaking sweet. You've seen it, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of red, but I mean, the, the design and the color and execution looks good. So. I oh, almost want to say, is it the same design as that glow tech or is it like more of a, just a scale pattern? It looks like a 
uh, scale. Yeah. Well, crap, it's not even showing up. Yeah, I guess they, they've only been posting it on their uh, Instagram. It's pretty sweet. Um, definitely, yeah. we have a red kayak. It'll look, you know, it looks good. So it'll look good with the gray inflatable, too. Yeah. I mean, ah. What? Did you find it? Or... I did. It's it's on their Instagram. Oh, so you can't share it? Probably not. Dang it. Come on. All but, right. Here uh, we go. I got it. You, you got it? Brad's got it, everybody. Yeah, yeah, it's just, it takes some stupid time to pull it up. There it is. I can't. I can. Yeah, I can. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. See, that's cool. Yeah. Thing looks sweet. There's like a little like, well, I guess that's just a plastic thing on the back that makes it look like that. But yeah, I'm going to get one. Are you going to get another red kayak? No, the if they're not the P one twenty seven only comes in three colors. What's the, uh, what's the color scheme? Venom, uh, gray and camo. I think. Is it Venom that popular? I guess so. I mean, I don't know if I think I'm going to go with gray though. The Venom is that kind of weird, like not like, yeah. It's like a highlighter green almost. Yep. Yep. Or a highlighter yellowish color. So. I mean, it's cool yeah. color. Not, don't get me wrong. I just didn't know it was that popular that they would they would have done it on the P one twenty seven. So yeah, I mean, I it, I don't know. It's it's flashy, I guess, but I, I I'd probably just go with the gray again. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, yeah the gray's a classic. It's hard to beat the gray. That's my favorite color anyway. Yeah. It'll be uh it's definitely an exciting kayak, man, to see, you know, that Bonafide finally did it. Um, I mean, obviously it's what the uh what drive system is it from? Oh, what did, why did I just forget? Uh the native drive. Yeah, the native <laughs> drive. <laughs> but you are, I mean, you are sick, man. You're out of it. Yeah, I'm way out of it. I'm really tired. <laughs> I am too. Been, I about fell asleep before long days at work, so uh, but um, it's going to be interesting to see how it performs. Um, I've always been intrigued about their hull design and, you know, for being a narrow fishing kayak, like it is, you know, and it'll, and how stable it really was, you know? Um, so it'll be interesting to see kind of how it translates too. Cause one of the things that Bonafide has always been known for is, how ang- uh, angler friendly their kayaks are. There's a lot of thought into all the, oh, yeah. the nooks and crannies of that boat, you know, from the dry pod to those little um, spots with the sea um, deck kind of padding and just mm-hmm. all, all kinds of different little things like that, that I always really liked about the Bonafide and bells and their, whistles, their seats. And, you know, It'd be interesting to see what's changed on it, hull design wise. If they wh- where they had to make some adjustments, it almost There's... makes you it almost makes you want to get like a one twenty seven SS one twenty seven, flip it over, and then have the P one twenty seven flip that over. Hopefully, maybe we can do that. We'll find somebody who's got one. Yeah, probably. Do that. That'd be kind of cool. I know there's people out there that don't like the uh, 
bells and whistles that Bonafide has. I know Jimmy's one of them. He he's like, hey, it's just too much for me. It's overkill. So I get it. Yeah, dude. I mean, it's, but it's too. Like it. It's there's a lot of people like it. Like if you if you like being really organized and everything having its place, that's great kayak for you. That's me. If you're I like can't. me, you just have basically a plastic canoe. <laughs> Just throw it all. <laughs> yeah, I can't hope do that. for the that best. Um, here's what I like. Well, see, you're you keep your stuff all in your boat, and I can't stand yeah. storing stuff inside my kayak because I hate the smell of the inside of kayaks. Yeah, I do right? too. So <laughs> I, like, I will not leave anything in there. So like, the Kilroy, I was like, man, it don't stink. But you know when it does stink, it's from the river water that I'll forget to drain out of it. Yeah, but nor- normally what I do is when I get done with the trip, um, instead of trying to flip it over because it's a hard boat to drain, even though it's open like that, uh, the way those gunnels are, it's like it's hard to get the water out of there. There's like a way to do it and tilt it, and it actually comes out of these like pre-drilled holes along that lip. Oh. Yeah, because yeah, it curls under. Yeah, it curls under, so it wants yeah. to hold the water in. And but if you tilt it. It'll run into those holes, but it's you still can't get all of it. So I started mm. getting mad, and and then I would forget, and I'd go out in the garage. I'm like, oh my god, it smells like toilet water out in my. <laughs> it smells so bad, man. And so what I started doing is when I would get back home, I just take a towel because I'll, my the Kilroy sits on the trailer on the trailer, and it's tilted towards the front, right? Mm-hmm. I, I have it just kind of. I don't have like a jack stand. For it, uh, yeah. but it's got that little stand thing that's just a little curved piece of metal. So it sits pointing down. Uh, so all I do is take a big, I have a big towel and I just stick it right there at the front of it and let this towel soak up the water. Once it does that, I'll set the towel outside and let it dry out naturally. That's a good idea. It won't stink. And then I, uh, once every four or five trips, I'll take all uh, just throw the towel in the laundry and wash it. And so, yeah, that's a good <clears> idea. Uh, I saw Kurt Smith does that with the sponge. Yeah. He'll, he'll leave it sitting inside his Hobie. Yeah. It's a great idea. Cause then you can just take it out, you know, and it doesn't take long. Usually just takes a day or two. You know, I wouldn't leave it in there any longer. Cause then that thing will start smelling. Yeah. And, um, but it works good, man. And I don't know, like I've left that water sit and it smells awful. And it's, and it, what's crazy (laughs) is mine's not enclosed and it smells awful. So, yeah. Yeah, this is, the Bonafide didn't get much water in it, but if it, it rained and I put my life jacket in there, oh my goodness. <laughs> I, I I did that once and it I had to soak it in a bucket of bucket of dawn. Yeah. For like we've two always days. talked about like even when it's dry, how it has that bad smell. I think it was you and I we were talking about on a pod last year, or the year before, was taking like a, a box of baking soda. You know how people put it in their oh, fridge yeah. and seeing if you stuck it inside the kayak. If it would kind of help knock back the odor, I don't know. It's always been an idea. I never, I've never done it, but it makes work. sense that it would work. But who knows? My my wife does that in her bakery fridges to keep her yeah. ingredients fresh. So, yeah, I think was it. Well, it helps absorb absorb moisture, and moisture will usually make your food spoil quicker. So, yeah, makes sense. Hmm. But so, uh, what? I was gonna say, what are you looking forward to? 2022 dude um you know i want to get back into pedal drive like i said i want to try out some old towns you know might try out some other kayaks too 
think I, I want to finally try out a Hobie 360. I haven't done that yet. It's really? funny. It's like all my friends have them and I have yet to still get in one and use it. Dang. Cause we always get, we, everybody's always so excited to fish. We get there and we're like, we always talk yeah. about it, like, Hey man, I'm going to try out your kayak tomorrow. Okay, bro. And then we get there and we're like off to the races. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I know how it is. So it's, we always talk, dude, you and I talked about switching how many times and I never paddled the bonafide. That's true. Not yeah, one time. It makes it, makes it nice. Like, like I said, Chris brings both of his hobbies and I'm just like, I show up, meet him wherever, you know? Yeah. Well, Dylan and I kept talking about doing some funny stuff where we had to fish with the other person's gear, kayak. Oh yeah. And you, and like you had to fish with their fishing rods and whatever baits they chose for you, the boat, like I thought that would be a fun video to do. So maybe you and I can pick up that mantle. I think Dylan, Dylan, if you're listening, golf sucks, give it up, bro. (laughs) I know he hasn't fished much this year. It's because he picked up golfing. He was, dude. He was like, and like, yeah, about halfway through the summer, he started playing golf, and now he's gotcha. like a golfer. He's yeah, like was... the golfer. He's like Dylan Woods. Huh. Like he he's he's really into it. That's he's taking cool. lessons. By the way, so he he works for FedEx, right? Mm-mm. UPS. UPS yeah. yeah, one of them, something like that. Um, yeah, he's probably gonna hate me after I got it wrong. Sorry. <laughs> uh, uh, we were working at my boss's house and he delivers in my boss's neighborhood. He he was dropping something off right at the house next door. He was like, hey, I looked up and I was like, what's up, dude? Yeah, he uh, like, delivers in my area where I live, actually. That's funny. Like, if I get something UPS, Dylan's bringing it to my door. Like when I ordered my catch board, he like wrote on the box and stuff like that. It was hilarious. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's happened a few times. He, he should driving down the street he'll see my truck and then i'll be outside hey what's up he'll talk to me for a few minutes yeah um what else so i don't know want to do a couple trips you know that's one thing i want to go back up to st Clair. uh hopefully we do another Dell hollow thing um just because that's so much fun you know or at least at least the paddle and fin host crew gets together. Every time we do that, we all we really have a lot a lot of fun, mm-hmm. and um, it's chill. It's fu- it's a good time. Yeah, I know. Um, I want to meet. I want to meet uh, Jimmy in person, man. I haven't met Jimmy yeah, yet. Jimmy is really cool. Um, what else? So you know, I really want to work on kind of doing some video stuff. Last year, that all kind of fell apart with me moving. So. Um, you know, this year it was just kind of stressful with new job and everything going on. And mm-hmm. when I got out to fish, I don't know, like I'm trying to change my mindset from, you know, just I need to stay positive. And when I kind of when you sit in that negativity, it can, you know, like even the things that you like, how it kind of starts to invade the stuff that you like. And so what what was kind of happening is I'd be like, I'm going to go fishing and then I wouldn't go. Or if I yeah. did go, it was like, well, I don't want to mess with everything. You yeah, know what I mean? Instead I've, of, I've done that a few times this year. And so, like, I would either go on foot or if I did the kayak, I would do, like, the minimum. Like, mm-hmm. the minimum stuff. Like, dude, there was times I didn't even take, like, I didn't even take my crate. You know, I just would literally grab the backpack, like the old days, and throw it in the back of the kayak. 
And I'd be like, who are you kidding? Dude, you're going to throw a Kai tech. We know. <laughs> Heck, that's that's uh, all I did all this year. I, I, I'm I, All right, you'd be proud of me, dude. So all year long, I brought one book bag, a couple of my tubes of out of the uh, Calco's battle box, and one tackle box, and a bag of TRD. <laughs> yeah. And that's all I brought. Maybe three or four rods. Yeah. But so here's was, the thing. I, like, I mean, it's it's great for the river, but I, you know, I see people catch stuff on baits that I don't throw. I mean, yeah. we got Mike, Mike Teach here, right? And Dayton throws this big, gaudy, super highlighter, yellow colored spinner bait and just Dude, catches that is, giants. That I use that thing all year long. Yeah. The thing and is, I don't, I, I will not, I never throw spinner baits. Like, I only do when it's muddy um i need to throw them though like you know like i but the thing is i know that if i have this stuff with me like that like different hard baits that event like i'm getting better about trying it and throwing it you know what mm -hmm. i mean so and switching over finding something that works or doesn't work and it's been cool it's been it's been fun like the mm -hmm. past couple years because before it was just like throw the kai tech throw Throw the Kytec or throw a worm, you know, and that was it. Mm. Every time, you know, or a popper, yeah. you know, and when it was top water time, it was a popper, mm. you know. Um, and the past couple of years, like it's been fun throwing crankbaits, you know. I, I, mm. I caught like my first deep diving, you know, crankbait fish up um, at Dale Hollow last year, you know. Um, that was cool. It was in like 17 to 20 feet of water. I mean, it wasn't super deep, but. You know, for running That's a crankbait, pretty good, you know? Yeah. Um, and it was a good fish, too. That's what was really cool. No, um, I, I know the feeling because, I mean, I've said it to you plenty of times, and you've caught fish with me in, in front of me using a jig, and I struggle with a jig. Yeah. So th this year, I, I threw the jig, and then recently I've been throwing the, nothing but the jerk bait, and oh, it's been so much fun. Yeah, I think you should try, but here's what I here's what I kind of look at it as. Throw throw something that matches you. You don't necessarily mm -hmm. have to go off the deep end and throw these big gaudy jigs. You're a finesse guy. So, mm -hmm. you a jig that I've been dying to try and I keep I wanted to order some, but I remember it was around show the showtime and they were like sold out for a while with those two, uh 2k jigs. Oh, the ones yeah. that we saw the little Ned rig ones. <laughs> Those yeah. things look really good, man. And I know a lot of people really like them. Um, you know, you throw jigs like that, you know, don't have to yeah. be huge. Um, I know it's just the thing behind a football jig. Plus like, you know, I want to support Cody and jig masters. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with throwing. Yeah. I mean, and he's got those finesse jigs. I mean, I think I bothered, bothered him forever. Like you need to make a river one, you know, or <laughs> something for the river. And I threw that the other day and it was, it was good, man. It, it works nice. So that's sweet. Um, I mean, I was throwing his football heads in the river. Mm -hmm. I, I really liked those as well. I mean, I haven't thrown, you know, anytime you fish in the river, you should just be prepared to lose stuff. Um, yeah. It's inevitable. I mean, we all get frustrated with it, but it's just a part of it. And I mean, dude, I can't tell you how many times I can throw. I, I'll fish the same little stretch. And still get caught on the same stupid six things <laughs> yeah. that have been there for six years. Like, how am Dude, I not? <laughs> I lost, I know, I, I lost two jerk baits this weekend. One was a Lucky Craft Pointer, $16 jerk bait. And then another one was, uh, 
uh, Rapala X Rap. So that's not a cheap jerk bait. And then I lost the Spro Lil John. I'm like, dude, that is, that's a twelve dollar crankbait. Yeah. So I was like, ah, it was a bad weekend, but yeah, whatever. You know, maybe uh, I don't know, like maybe when you're throwing the river, dude, don't throw the the high dollar ones. You yeah, know? I'm go. Maybe. I'm done with crankbaits in the river anyway. I'm not a big fan of them in the river. That's just that's just me. I just don't care for them. Yeah. Um. I try to throw them. Uh, it's like either A, I can't get the depth that I want, or B, I feel like I'm digging trenches or catching up on everything. So, Well, that's the thing. I was going to try grinding the bottom with crankbaits because Andrew Hayes on Tackle Talk, he's like, that is a great way to catch fish in cold water. So I was like, I'm going to try that this winter. Mm-hmm. Tried it, lost the crankbait. <laughs> <laughs> Dang you. Dang you, yeah. Andrew. <laughs> but um, so that's you know, it. It's what I want to keep. One of the things I definitely want to keep trying to look forward to next year and improve on is just keep throwing different baits. Get it. Get outside the comfort zone. There's nothing wrong with fishing your strengths. I've always been a big believer that those, you know, people who do well in tournaments know how to find fish and they can make adjustments, but. You know, they also fish at a certain comfort level. And that's Mm. the key is, you know, make sure you broaden your horizons. Like, don't get stuck on one or two baits. Keep trying different stuff and it'll eventually be comfortable. You know, you'll find success in it and what works and what doesn't work. Um, But I don't know. I just want to have fun. You know, Um, I've thought about trying to do the uh, Cincinnati kayak fishing, um, you know, trail next year uh i don't know if i'll do it or not um yeah i'm same boat you know i might might, pick and choose yeah um it's fun to do this stuff i just it's with having my kids you know as often as i get them it's kind of hard to plan around that um Mm -hmm. because of you know if we have to switch days or whatever and that kind of thing it's it's kind of hard to be like oh okay yeah and um sign up last minute type of thing yeah yeah that's kind of what it probably end up being um heck dude i i have a hard time just affording the entry fees <laughs> i mean really if i like maybe stop eating out as much a couple times you're like there it is you know what i mean I know. so i know i ate chipotle tonight <laughs> yeah I mean, when you think about it, if you didn't eat Chipotle twice or three times, you have that entry, you know, thing for the month. Yep. Um, but it's um, I'm I'm, I'm way I can't remember. I knew that they they just released the schedule. You and I were talking about it before. Mm-hmm. And um, are you? What do you think of it? Uh, I thought it was kind of cool. Uh, there was one destination i was hoping they would go back to just because i missed it that end of last year because i hurt my hand uh that's kincaid lake they are going there that's what i'm saying i that was the one i was hoping they would put on and they did so i thought i think that that. yeah i think i do want to go back and try to see what i can do there because the fishing was tough when we went yeah was that the place that was in kentucky Mm mm-hmm yeah, like it's uh, just over the border a little bit. 
Uh, I think it's, I fished, it's, fished it, right? No, I didn't fish the tournament. I pre-fished it with Mike, and he caught yeah, a 21. I, <laughs> I know. I went I went up the creek, and uh, we struggled all day long catching fish on the main lake. Started going up the creek, and we caught some good fish up there. Yeah. I was like, oh, pre-fishing is going to be awesome. Got off the water. My hand was throbbing. My head was aching. And it's like, I'm not doing this. Going on. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, so what else? Hmm, that's about it. You know, might do that. Might just pick and choose some random tournaments to do. So, hmm. um, yeah. I want to start next year. I so you you probably have heard this from locals. Like they're like, oh, the smallmouth fishing's not that great below Hamilton, down to the Ohio River. Mm-hmm. I. So, like, I've always been like, yeah, I don't really want to go down there just because people said that. But next year, I think we want to make it a priority to start floating the southern stretches. Yeah. Because I'm trying to hit every mile of the Great Miami. And I've done everything from uh, Sydney all the way to Hamilton minus one three-mile stretch and then the Pickway area. So Yeah. Well, it would be cool, too, is you get down there and you might find some good fishing. I mean, think about it. Hybrids. Well, uh, not that long ago, we were all stuck on the Little Miami and all the smaller ones. And Mm. then we all started fishing the GMR, which we heard was good, but, you know, it really turned out. Like, you know, it's really become super, the the place to smallmouth fish in our area, you know. But Mm. I don't know, man. Um, You never know what you find. And then all of a sudden you might be running into some crazy hybrids or something, you know. That would be awesome. So. Heck yeah. Uh, I know they're down there. Like the flatheads and the hybrids, the, the hybrid fishing down that way is really good. Yeah. And, you know, they can make their way up past those dams if, if it floods out enough, you right. know. I've, I've um, caught hybrids in Middletown. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, what else? Yeah. I think that would be really cool, man. Um, you know, have you done, you haven't done from Indian Lake though yet, have you? No, just because. How close have you gotten? Sydney, that's the furthest. So, like the access is in between up there. They're like fifteen miles apart. Yeah. Which I need to go explore, but at the same time, everybody told me. Uh, somebody told me that fifteen years ago there was some gnarly log jams through there that you couldn't even get through in a canoe, and it made it really tough. So, yeah, it's like I don't know. I don't know if I'll ever get up there or not. Yeah. Well, look on Google Earth and kind of scope it out and see. You never know. Yeah. Well, you've you've been with me. If if a floats over four miles, you know it's gonna be like a twelve hour day. <laughs> yeah. That's true. But I mean, you're not a camper though. I was gonna say you could do an overnight, figure out a way to do overnight. If you were into camping, like that'd be I I need to do that. I was supposed to do that this year and last year and the year before, and I never. You went do with it. Ricketts, didn't you? Uh, we didn't do an overnight. We we camped out at Morgan's campground. Like oh, I'm okay. talking about, I'm talking about packing your stuff up on the the kayak and going. You know. Yeah, I thought that's what you guys did. No, we went with a buddy of his and his kids, and then Pierce and Jason and me and Zach. Okay. <clears throat> and we just set up tents at Morgan's canoe. And what we ended up doing was. Um, we 
kayak where we went upstream and like made the campground our halfway point. Um, and so we had a, my truck or his truck at the end of it. So when we started, um, we basically came down for a few hours, stopped, uh, ate lunch at our campsite and then went down a little further. So hmm. it wasn't like an overnight trip like that. So I gotcha. Yeah, that's we cool. were, we were going to do that, but, um, uh, Jason's buddy's kids, um, one of them is he was really, he's little little like i think he was only like two or three so oh yeah that'd be a little tough yeah <laughs> kid was hilarious man he was hell on wheels <laughs> he hooked some lady like he was like practicing like throwing he was really good at casting and he but he didn't care where he was casting like so if you were out in front of him you're probably gonna get hooked like <laughs> oh, geez. he was like two or three he had no idea what he's doing you know yeah that it hurt someone Oh. It was so funny though, man. Yeah, that's awesome. All right. What else have we got? Anything gear wise that you're looking forward to? Or hmm. well, I broke my fifth rod of the year. Did you? So I'm looking forward to replacing that. <laughs> How'd you do that? Uh, I was broke five rods this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. the The first one, I was I was popping a popper, and the braid wrapped around the tip. I was popping it fast too. You know, yeah. I was just cranking, popping. It spun around, snapped the tip off. Really? Yep. I've never seen then, that. Yeah, it's because I don't know what I'm doing with a popper. <laughs> uh this last one though, I was I was pulling the kayak up to the truck and I forgot to put my transducer arm up and I, everything just got all tangled and it just went <laughs> broke it in three spots. Really? Yeah, hey, when you're fishing a popper, don't worry about trying to take all the slack out of your line. Because you want to kind of treat it like frog fishing in a way. Mm. A little bit. You want to give them a chance to kind of grab that bait. I don't even know how to frog fish either. <laughs> well, like when you frog fish, one of the biggest mistakes that people make and when they mess up their hook sets is that the fish has just kind of grabbed it barely a lot of times and you want him to get his mouth around it and they'll mm -hmm. hook set too hard and too fast. Yeah. And the same thing can be with a popper, you know? Yeah. And, I, know, uh, I know with the popper, I don't set the hook at all. I just reel into it. I mean, I'll set it a little bit, but I'll give it a second. That's why I kind of mm -hmm. don't, I don't kind of freak out about, keeping my line like totally like taut you know and tight on yeah i don't know everybody's a it's like a jerk bait i mean i'm i'm getting the hang of the jerk bait now but it's the same concept yeah Man, but i freaking um, hammer the jerk bait though that's yeah. fun i don't i'm trying to think of some like new gear stuff um i'm definitely interested in seeing what what that p127 is going to be like that's going to be kind of cool um i mean i'm not a really crazy gearhead when it comes to rods and reels and stuff i just kind of buy what i can get when i can get it um you need to experience the freaking shimano karatos dude oh i mean i've thrown them Oh, have I've you? Thrown, yeah. Remember when me and Nate did that? We were pitching yeah. at the show, and I loved it. I was like, oh, my God. I can. I feel like I know what I'm doing because <laughs> that reel makes it so easy. His DC did. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, 
oh, dude, I, I like Shimano's. Um, I just have all lose stuff, and yeah, I'm I'm weird. I'm like the kind of person worried about matching their stuff. So, yeah, I get it. Makes sense. <laughs> and I like that, loose stuff too. So, um, I'm not, you know, keen to one brand or the other. It's just like I said I, from the start. I bought, um, Fenwick's and I bought Lou's. Yeah, and I haven't stopped buying their stuff. So, yeah, until I, I guess, until something extreme happens from either brand or whatever, like you know, something breaks, and I'm just like, this is ridiculous. But everything that's happened is either my fault or something that's simple, and I didn't take care of it in time, and then it was ended up being my fault. You know? Yeah. So. Yep. That's one reason why I don't like messing with my stuff, my reels especially, like starting to take them apart or weird oh, stuff dude. like that. Because every time yeah. I do, I mess I mess something up. So yeah, well, I I don't want to do that. I'll I'll take it to Fisherman's headquarters or something like that to get it lubed up or whatever. I try to take my stuff out to them, but they're always so far behind, and I'm like, yeah, uh, they're a busy but, shop, man. I like yeah, that are. shop though. Oh, I love it. I love I love going down there. So yeah, they I haven't got been the there big in a Joshi. while. Yeah, I used to love it too because they had the Kytex and the three eights. You know, yep. like, and uh, they were the ones that kind of helped me find. I got into throwing that size because I was throwing like four twos and the four eights or whatever. And the one guy's like, "Hey, man, have you ever tried to downsize a little bit?" And I was like, "No." He's like, "Yeah, just you know, if you need a little bit extra weight." You know, maybe get a because what I was throwing when I first started throwing that stuff was like a four or five aught EWG weightless mm-hmm. on a four eight Kytec. And he, the one of the guys up there was like, Here, try a, you know, he gave me a belly weighted swim bait hook and said, Try to throw that on a pack of these and let me know how you did. And mm. uh, it was, I loved it. So, what I found is I was I was getting better hookups. You know what I mean? Like yeah. So those belly weighted hooks tend to be a little stouter, and mm-hmm. um, they're not a lot stouter. But you know, you ever pick up like a an EWG like four ot that's not a super line? It's kind of flimsy a little bit. Yeah, know? I know what you mean. So that's kind of where I started realizing that that weight kind of adds some rigidity to your hook. You know, mm-hmm. so. Makes it a little bit more stiff. Yeah. So, dude, you're, I, I do not have the success on Kytex like you do. You're like master. The way yeah. you, you let them sink and then, you know, you strip your line. And I've tried to mimic that. <laughs> no luck at all. I'm like, well, I don't get it. <laughs> um, I don't, oh, you're talking about like when I cast right away too and how I strip that line out. Yeah. Yeah. And let it drop, try to let it drop. It's not dropping immediately down, but I'm just trying to get it down to the bottom as quickly as I possibly can. Mm-hmm. So when it hits that water, when it hits the water, I'll actually pull out, you know, some extra line real quick to let it sink down a little bit more before I start my retrieve. But the thing I think that I get hit on the most, Brad, is that I don't fish it um, like, like in a constant retrieve. Mm-hmm. Like I'll change it up until I, I figure out 
what cadence or what speed because i've caught fish where i literally drag the thing like a jig like I'll, hmm. I'll drag it and then reel in the line drag it reel in the line maybe pop it up a little bit reel in some line then there's times where i've cranked it you know like a crankbait and got hit um there's mm-hmm. times i've thrown it like one time i remember when it was one of the first times i started throwing the wicked willow and i threw on i threw white in the black one uh and the black shad one from kai tech that color right and i was mm-hmm. burning it one two three and i'd stop and just let it sink for like a second or two and then crank it again and that was i was doing that muddy water and when i would get hit where it was kind of happening is when I would get up close to that vegetation, remember when you and I went out that following mm-hmm. weekend or whatever, and I was like, Hey, try throwing up right in that vegetation. I think there's, they're still sitting in that cause the water's so dirty and it kind of were, but that's how I figured out, okay, well maybe this is another kind of cadence that I can utilize with the swim bait, you know? Yeah. Um, there's times where I've dragged it over like a rock or something. I know that there's something deep, right behind it and i'll just let it fall in there naturally by itself hmm. you know so yeah yeah that that's the one thing that always stuck out to me too when you said the they muddy water and weeds and stuff you know i've had some success yeah. after you mentioning that around weeds and, so. and that was a total accident that i've yeah. kind of was messing and that makes sense so i mean it's the same concept we talk about in lakes when the lakes mm-hmm. get muddy, they'll hug the bank, get right up next to the cover. You know, they're mm-hmm. not, they don't want to go out and a bunch of shit they don't, can't see real well in, you know. Right. Um, but, uh, and that's the same concept when you think about it. And that effect that I realized that the water was a little bit cleaner right up on the vegetation. And that was just because I threw in it. I was like, I don't know. I wasn't getting bit anywhere else. I'm like, I'll try throwing over there. Yeah. <laughs> well, heck, I mean, I can't catch a river fish on a chatterbait unless the river's like that. And then yeah. you, know, you cast it parallel up to like some weed lines. They just come out and smack it. Yeah. Dude, I told you about when I caught, I hooked into something big with Zach and Colin in the boat on the, my, uh, oh, I yeah. have a, a black and I want to say it's purple. It was like a purple color in it. And I threw a big black, um, uh not a turbo crawl but something similar to it i don't remember i threw it out there and i threw it and threw it and threw it and i'm like i'm not getting hit and then something drilled it dude and whatever hooked like zach couldn't even reel it in i mean he's little um Mm -hmm. but he was trying to turn the handle and he couldn't and i was like dude this is a good fish and then it i saw the tail and the quick like millisecond i saw it i thought it was a catfish but I, I'm not 100% sure. It didn't mm. come up like a smallie. You know what I mean? Like yeah. smallies kind of want to try to come up real fast and shake and jump. It didn't do that. kind of stayed buried. So I'm thinking I had an angry channel cat or flathead on. So You might have. I know going back to the spinnerbait thing, one of, one of my best days on the river this year, man, we were – the water was up. The water was muddy. You couldn't see but a few inches, if that. Yeah. And I was throwing – a. I had a uh, Cody at Jigmasters make me a custom black jig with a huge black Colorado blade, and that's what I threw all day long. And we were catching them on seams and eddies, and right up Heck against yeah. right up against the bank and stuff. It was fun. Oh yeah. 
But you want to wrap it up? I think we're struggling here. <laughs> I yeah. look like we're going to fall asleep or just <laughs> randomly BSing. And... Sorry, I still want guys. to get my buddy Matt a... on to talk Shimano. Yeah, it's a bit of a lame episode. We had a couple cancellations, and Brad forgot to record an episode on Friday with Matt. So <laughs> um, we'll get back at it. Just bear with us. Um, thanks again for listening. Brad, you got anything else? Nope. All right, guys, take care, and we'll see you next week. Peace. See ya.